Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. The strong, the powerful Andrew Meadows has returned to Money Savage. Welcome back, Andrew. Hey, it's glad to be back. Thank you so much. Yeah. Andrew is the Senior VP of HR Brand and Culture at Ubiquity Retirement, an industry leader in 401ks. Again, I'm excited to have you back on. Andrew, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. You bet. Well, I fell in love with retirement very, very early on in my career. I don't think it's ever been a job that I've seen people go to college for, but something that once you get into this business, you really love and appreciate it. I've been in it for about 20 years. For the past 16, over 16 years now, I've been working at the same company uh, with Ubiquity, formerly the online 401k, really helping small businesses and their employees uh, become empowered by finding easy, cost-effective ways to save at work. I couldn't be happier with where we're going, and it certainly seems like for any of those folks who are planning to retire this year, uh, they certainly need some inspiration, some help, and some hope, and that's what we're here to do. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's interesting. I remember when, when we spoke last, we talked about the the film that y'all produced, and you traveled all, yeah. tra- traveled all across the country meeting people face-to-face, and now we're having this conversation uh, at the beginning of August, and and there's not a lot of that going on. How 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 are you seeing, I, I guess, virtual work and people working remotely or, or distance? How, how how has that impacted your world? You know, I think for for our company, we were about eighty five percent remote before uh, the pandemic hit. So for us, it really hasn't changed a lot about what we do, except for really validating hey, we might have been ready for this. And primarily, we started working remote when we started to realize, hey, we want to hire the best people possible for the role. And the technology is out there. Why can't we find, why, why would we not think the best person for this role might be in Alabama or uh, someplace farther away than just simply our, our major metropolitan headquarters, right? So I think for us, we've really seen things turn to the better. And uh, from what I'm even reading and in, in the, the circles that I'm in, People are actually working a little bit longer, finding themselves even more productive. And the companies that are really starting to win are those companies that are saying, hey, well, when things get back to normal, whatever that looks like, we should really keep this in place. And I think a lot of employees are finding the value of what it means to work from home and really understand that work-life balance. And finally, I think employers are catching up with what many employees who are already doing it already knew. Yeah, yeah, it's it's such an interesting thing, and I'm glad you you brought that point up about hey, if we're and 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 you have you've always been in a position to be looking for the the top people. It doesn't matter where they are geographically, and now everybody else is kind of I don't know if they're waking up to that, but it's certainly we're fast forwarding really quickly in in, in into that reality. Are, are you also finding from a from a, a client acquisition standpoint that maybe people are more open? Uh, to having a conversation about not working with a 401k provider that's that's down the street from them? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I think for 
for the clients that we service, the small business, the mom and pop shops and main streets everywhere, uh, we really want to support those people who are doing business in your communities. But ever since this thing started, we found that a lot of those businesses have taken the opportunity to pause and actually look at the situation now. Okay, how well is my business going to survive now? But the retirement plan has always been something that small businesses tend to kick down the road until they have time to look at it. You know, it's their, their monthly reminder, and they're like, oh, I'll look at it next month. But now that's actually the great pause has given people an opportunity to take note of what they're doing, that now that they've got this pause, this could be a gift to look at even better ways that you could provide services to your community and to your employees. And so I've actually found that while business is certainly changing, um, the business of retirement is always necessary. And when people have a few extra moments to actually look toward the future, they're finding that um, they don't just have to find something that's local. And now maybe financial advisors are finding it hard to meet locally with their small business clients or even potentially new clients. So now those small businesses are going online or looking for companies that uh, offering easy to use solutions, something that's cost effective for them. Nowadays, while local is really important for your economy, when in services like retirement, uh, and especially for retirement for small businesses, um, a lot of roads tend to go in one direction. That means really leveraging technology in a way to help save that small business some money while they're growing their mistake. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Well, we were talking a little bit um, before we turn the show on here about how maybe historically speaking, the 401k plan has been the place where people save money. Uh, but unfortunately, in, in today's reality, it's exposing that too many of us are living paycheck to paycheck. And now we're seeing a lot of even financial companies changing their messaging towards more of you really need to have a better safety net in place. It's so true. And, you know, for a long time, when people get a certain amount of money saved up, at least when you're in your 20s and you, you have that couple of grand sitting in your 401k from that job that you've been at for a little bit, you don't really feel or think about the impact that that's going to have on your future. But the older that we get and the more that we look at our retirement and our nest eggs as being part of our accumulated wealth and as our plans for whenever anything goes wrong – you really don't want people to touch their retirement account as that safety net. Uh, it just creates a different kind of debt, a debt to your future self, a debt that in some cases is a little bit harder to pay off than debt that's owned by other institutions. One of the things that we've been thinking about a lot as we've been seeing some of the numbers come through about how much distributions people are taking, our real focus has been on, well, what are some other things that we need to do as a financial industry to help those participants save so that they don't think that their 401k is the immediate choice to go to when you need to borrow a bit of money surrounding your home or, or some other bills that are continuing to come if your income is taking a hit. Uh, so for us, we've talked a lot about emergency savings plans. If we can help get uh, the, the, the average employee at a small business to say, if we can get your emergency savings down, You've now gotten into the habit of saving, and once you have the emergency savings down, now you can start paying for your future. Because first, you have to take care of your immediate needs, then have a little pocket for when the unexpected happens, and then the long-term goals of saving for retirement, that eventuality that we're going to be too old to work one day and we need to have some level of income. So for us, we've been really talking a lot about 
how can we help remove that mental block of saving by now taking this life lesson that every single one of us has learned in this pandemic to say, let's keep that emergency savings there for emergency situations just like this. I mean, this is unprecedented. There's no way any one of us would have really been prepared for this. I think we all, even the best of us who maybe have lost our jobs and had that, that six months worth of savings there, well, we're getting near to that timeline, right? So I think even beyond that emergency savings account, now is the time to say, okay, well, wouldn't it be great to have a couple of other plan B or C or D down the road because something like this is lasting for much longer than we expected? Uh, and how do we as financial services help create that for them? Uh, and, and that's really what the end goal is going to be. So I wouldn't be surprised if in the next year or so, we start to see more of a rise in financial providers creating products centered around uh, when you need to have funds to uh, when the unexpected happens. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. And I, I don't really have a sense of what percentage of Americans have six months worth of expenses saved up in a liquid account. Yeah. I'm sure it's not very many. Do you think that that's unrealistic or too much to ask? I would, before all this happened, I would say, yeah, that's a lot. I mean, I, I laugh at six months before then because, hey, well, surely I won't go six months without any kind of income. Right. And yet here we are in the situation where we're seeing people who, uh, you know, all of the friends and people that I know in my community who are working in service, um, who simply don't have a job to go to now anyway. And even if they're furloughed or on some sort of, of um, unemployment, uh, there's still that safety in knowing that you have some sort of savings as a safety net to fall back on. And uh, I think nowadays, this, this right here where we're living in is the perfect example to say, that is why six months is necessary because you had no idea this was going to happen or that it was going to last this long. And if, if, it, if it isn't this, what if it's something else? I mean, think about all the times where maybe you've injured yourself. Well, what if you mm -hmm. injure yourself and then are out of work for a period of time? This is more than just a pandemic. An emergency savings account is the most versatile, versatile asset you could possibly have for reasons like this or even things that might just happen to us outside of something like the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's well said. And I mean, we <laughs> with with uh, 2020 going the way that it has thus far, uh, there's very little reason to believe that something else odd is 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 is, is not going to happen. Absolutely. And if not this My year, my favorite then, is aliens. Yeah, yeah, right. Here's an aliens. That's the next thing. Well, I, I, <laughs> when you I, look at all the the crisis movies. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. And I think that that it plays into. I mean. I think that we can all agree that it's better to have more money saved up than it is less. And I'm not saying that it's an easy thing and it could take somebody a long time to get to six months, but I think it's so important uh, to get that financial security in place. And I also think that that'll lead to way more than just financial well-being. I think that it could have an, an impact on somebody's overall wellness. They're probably physical health, probably their mental health too. I, I, exactly. I, the level of stress that people have been telling me uh, has somewhat decreased from their day to day now that they're working from home. I mean, obviously, there's so many other things uh, to, to stress about. But when you're sort of at home and you're in closed environment in, a, in, a, in an area that you can control, I think some people even found, are finding that they're actually saving some money because they're not going out to drink. They're not going out to dinner. Uh, they're not meeting friends out or going on bigger trips. I think we're actually seeing, in, in some cases, people actually are able to sock some money away. 
But I think mental health wise, which is also something that uh, we that I deal with as well, is how do we make sure that all of our employees are mentally well and taking care of themselves? Because I think that's another big lesson that I've seen my community really embrace, which is what does self-care mean? Uh, and hopefully that level of self-care extends out to financial self-care too. There really is a connection between financial wellness um, and physical and mental wellness. Uh, the three really should all combine together to create that ecosystem that makes you feel safe and taken care of and seen. And I really think we're seeing a really interesting intersection here where when you force people to take a pause or you force people inside to spend time with themselves, they're going to gain a much better understanding of what motivates them, what kind of way they need to take care of themselves and how they can take care of the rest of their, their family as well. And I think financial is really just one part of that uh, that we're all learning this time, but especially that mental well-being, that mental um, safety is, is really an important awakening that I've been seeing a lot of people really embrace. Yeah, and it's such a positive thing that certainly there there used to be a stigma. Probably there's probably still a stigma that that exists around um, mental health or seeking it out, um, or whatever it might be. And um, there have been so many more conversations that I've been you know paying attention to and people talking about it. And I think that that's nothing but an enormously positive thing. So I think that that's great. Absolutely. And hopefully people are using this as an opportunity to take that pause. And it could be an opportunity that this is something that scares the heck out of somebody, you know, um, it, it, and everybody's situation is going to be a little bit different, obviously, but to take that uh, step back and say, okay, is what I'm doing really getting me to where I want to go? And it's not, you know, it's not just, am I saving money? Is this, is, is this, is this the lifestyle that I really want to be leading? And, and why am I doing the things that I'm doing? Those are a lot of the things that, that I've been kicking around personally as well. I, I have been helping people who, you know, some people cope by overworking. Hey, if I just throw myself into my work, I won't think about all those other things that are my issue. Mm -hmm. um, and then you end up having these people who are like, gosh, I put in 60 hours last week. I mean, the computer was right there and I had a few minutes or that the kids were napping or whatever. I've got this moment to do this. Um, but there's a mental break there that we're trying to as an organization help promote outcomes versus output um, we'll give you the goal of what we need to see from you and we'll give you the empowerment to get there however you want to get there you we're all successful for our own special reasons but if you're not taking care of yourself if your cup isn't full you're not going to have any opportunity to help share that with anyone else and you know making sure that it's the quality of the work that you're doing it's the mental focus that you're putting into it not simply well i clocked 60 60 hours this week because you know as we all know quantity does not equal quality uh, especially when it comes to feeling productive and valued at work yeah yeah there's no doubt and that's i mean I just I don't know too many people that are able to actually sustainably work for sixty hours a week, week in and week out without crashing and mm -hmm. the quality of work suffering. So I certainly commend you as an organization for focusing on that outcome versus outputs because I mean it, it, I think it's really hard for people and and now to a degree we're expected to be more self managing that that we are not going into an office. So there's just there's a lot of new stuff that, that, that uh, people are dealing with. Uh, you know, here's 
one of the biggest takeaways I've learned all this when it comes to running a business or, or helping to lead others is taking time off. I think the mentality for most people is, well, I'm not going to take time off. There's nowhere to go. I don't have any way to spend it. Um, so therefore I'm just going to keep working and I'm just going to keep going. And, and that's when time becomes all strange where it was like, well, did two weeks go by or was that a month that went by? Right. Because you're not really, you don't have anything to look forward to and you're not taking any time off to just sort of mentally check in. Uh, I'm taking a week off in a couple of weeks. I'm not going anywhere necessarily. Um, certainly not going to be avoid, I'm going to be avoiding all the crowds and things, but that mental break from the obligation of work, uh, that, that mental opportunity to sort of give it a rest, um, you'd be surprised the amount of inspiration comes in that period of, of just giving yourself a break from that thing. And that could be anything. It could be work. It could be any number of things. That being said, we as employers really, really need to make sure that our employees are having enough time to take that break. Uh, and sometimes two days in the weekend just isn't enough. And I will definitely say these weekends feel shorter than they ever have. Uh, and so now it's important to really think through, take that CTO, take that mental break off. Even if you don't feel like there's anything to do, the act of not working is sometimes enough to get people to feel recharged, re-inspired, and really, really limit burnout. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's so excellent, and I can certainly point to every time that I take some time off, I do get inspired, and that is when I, I do a lot of my best thinking. Um, and as those words leave my mouth, it kind of sounds like a funny thing to say, but 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 but, but it's definitely so true. So I love it. Yeah, I wish I wish we could all be doing it with a cocktail yeah, on a beach somewhere right, right. after after feeling very safe on a plane. Yes, but uh, <laughs> that's not the world that we're in right now. So. You know, create that wherever you can. I've had to get very, very creative about how I'm trying to do that here at home as well. But, you know, I think it's just a matter of we're all going to find our own ways to do it. And, uh, and you know, just continue to be there as a community. Uh, that's so incredibly important. And with schools starting back, uh, parents especially need to be thinking about where they're getting that recharge. Maybe when the kids start to school, you take the week off mm. so that you can sort of relax Uh for an opportunity or at least just focus on them uh, instead of work that, you know, that could be a, a, certainly an opportunity. But I think so many people not taking any time off, I think with just when things get to a place where we're traveling again, everybody's going to be maxed out on their PTO and everybody's going to want to take it at the same time. And also as a business owner, we don't want that either. Right. <laughs> let's, let's moderate everybody's PTO. <laughs> but if everybody takes PTO at one time when we get back to normal, it could be, it could be really jarring for a business. So that might be something to look forward to or monitor in your own business is as you start seeing, start seeing things pick back up, start really addressing what that built up PTO is going to do. Cause uh, I hate to see everybody take a vacation at the same time. Yeah. That's something to for sure. Consider. <laughs> well, Andrew <laughs> Savage nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? I would definitely say, yeah, take that moment. Think about the future right now is a perfect opportunity to Look at what you have, be thankful for it, and make a plan going forward. Now more than ever, you're probably spending less than you have in many, many years. So if you haven't gotten that budget together, start working on one. If you're not saving, think about new ways that you can with that new budget. Uh, but most importantly, get that emergency savings under control in a place where you feel it's liquid and accessible uh, and that it's there for the rainy days that we've just been under because who knows it could happen again in a completely different way and you want to feel prepared 
Well, I think that is great stuff that definitely gets come. Come on. Andrew, thank you so much for coming back on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Hey, you can come to myubiquity.com and learn all about the work that we do, or you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm also on Twitter at Coolest401KGuy for any of those burning retirement questions that you might have. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Andrew your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to, is it myubiquity.com or myubiquityretirement.com? myubiquity.com, M-Y-U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-Y. Perfect. And then also find Andrew on Twitter, and I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Andrew. Thanks so much. And until next time. Keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.